You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. As you've guessed, I'm not Chris because he's away on holiday. So I've returned for the first hosting of the podcast since maybe May. And to make it even better, I'm joined by another old gin. All right, Greg. It's a, it's a, it's a double dunter. It is. It's, it's a bonus. And if you don't like the, the podcast, if you didn't like the podcast last season because we were on it, well, tough. You thought <laughs> us for the, Sw- the evening. Switch off now. More of the same, I'm afraid. It's still not getting any better. I we're just going to mump and moan our way through Scottish football. We've not got Andy because Andy's having issues. He's used up all his 4G data allowance and he can't get connected to his Wi-Fi. JB is pretending that he's doing uni work, but I don't think he's going to be doing uni work at nine o'clock at night, is he? Yes, he's a permanent student, that boy. I've never known him to be doing anything other than blooming sitting hires or something. Aye. And then, as I say, Chris is on holiday, although I'm not too sure where. I don't know if he's away to a caravan, Blackpool or not. Oh, he's, he's going to Gatwick, so I'm doubting. I'm doubting it's Blackpool. He's, <laughs> he's, going, to, he's going to buy us a, a roundabout way if it's Blackpool. He'll be jetting off to the sun. You know what Chris is like? Lives a high life. Loads Aye. of money. He's, well, he's got money to burn now. He's not a season ticket holder. Mm-hmm. Aye. Aye, so it's me and you tonight, Greg. We're going to cover every single aspect of Scottish football oh, in the next brilliant. 45 minutes. Brilliant. It's just what I've been missing for the last four months. Right, we'll start with something that we can... Something a wee bit negative, right? But don't worry, we, we've nothing to do with this. It was a charity bit. It was them, them Muppets last week. They were rubbish at it. Yeah, I think it's been going very well this season, has it? No, no, it's not as good as when we were on, Greg. That's for sure. No, uh, I'm sure we'll I'm sure we'll put that right tonight. Nah, but in all seriousness, I think their their pick last week was pretty solid. Hearts and Ross County. Yeah, yeah, certainly the Ross County result was the one that you'd have you would have predicted. It's been hard all season. Though to be fair, there's been we were talking about this earlier. There's been so many freak results um, this season. Every weekend seems to throw up one that's that, that you would. Uh, you would previously have said it's a bit of a banker and it's, well, it's Dundee United this weekend, but there's been, a, there's been a whole load throughout the season. Yeah, it just needs to settle down a bit before we, we get to pick winners. But I think that they're up about a couple of hundred pound. Am I right? I, I can't remember. Exactly. I, I, think, I think that's right. I think they've had a few, I think they've had a few first scorers up and um, maybe a couple of um, games as well. So aye, it's probably turned into a bad this stage of the season. Aye. Aye, they're, they're doing well without us. So they're up, in fact, they're up at £214. It's all right. It's good. Aye, and it's the first scorers that's been doing well for them. So we've got a lot to live up to for that. I think they had Baird as the, the first scorer. I think they did, although I'm sure I'm sure I saw something. I think Chris mentioned that they'd also they'd talked about maybe taking Cummings. Yep, I, I listened to it last week and uh, they, they talked about Cummings and uh, I've never shied away from saying how much I dislike Cummings. <laughs> but as a footballer, he's a, he's, he's a good one and ah, I might even tip him later on in the podcast. Who knows? Stay tuned, listeners. Exactly. <laughs> Stay, Stay tuned. tuned for that nugget. You know, don't, <laughs> I give a, don't I give too much away too early, so you know, don't touch that dial. <laughs> now, Greg, last week... Uh, midweek there was the League Cup 
are we at all interested in the, this uh, Diddy Cup? I think you and I both decided that um, it's, it's it's a competition for it's simply just making up the numbers. It's got no relevance. It's got no bearing anything. And as a result, our, our two teams decided to bow out early just to, just to avoid the the embarrassment of having to play in such a meaningless trophy. Ah, we're focusing on the Ramsden's Cup instead of the League Cup. It means more. That's right. We're just saving up a. Our wins for a Scottish Cup run on the, the, the 25th anniversary of the, uh, the magnificent victory in 1991. So we're just we're saving up our good luck. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> new, new exciting times at Motherwell, actually. Maybe we should touch on that. What's, your, t- what's your view on that? Um, I think... Oh, boy. Where do you start? I suppose, um, I suppose Baraclough going was kind of inevitable. I don't think there's too many surprises um, given the given the start to the season that we've had. Uh, a lack of points, a lack of goals, and, and what was more worrying was just a lack of performances, to be honest. So it wasn't a real surprise that he did go. Maybe a wee bit more surprising that McGee was the guy to come in, given that, I mean, he was linked with the job, but he certainly wasn't one of the sort of, the sort of front runners. And from what I can understand, he didn't, he didn't apply for the job. I think he was approached to see if he fancy taking it. So I ruffled a few feathers um at the time. But I can I can see the logic behind it. He did well. He did well first time around at Motherwell and I think I think the bottom line is we're just looking for someone that can keep us in the league this season. So I get the logic behind the appointment. I don't think it's a particularly exciting one, to be honest. But given last year's uh, drama at the end of the season I'm sure I'm sure most people would take a a seventh or eighth place finish at the moment over over what we did last year. So early signs are good. Um, I was reading something tonight that he's just about to jet out to to Barbados next week to speak to the club's owner. So I'm sure that'll be I'm sure that'll be right up his street. And, That's um, a, a tough life, that. Isn't oh, it? I tell you what, what a, what a nightmare having to go to the, the owner's house in the in the in the Caribbean or wherever it is. He's he's tax exile at the moment. Um, so he's out there next week. So we'll see what comes of that. I don't know. I'm I'm cautiously optimistic about McGee. I don't necessarily think he'll be a long-term signing for Motherwell. I think he'll, he'll probably resign other jobs if he does reasonably well. But um, as long as he gets his playing a wee bit better than we have been in, and moves us up the league, and I'm sure everybody will be, I'll be quite happy. So everybody knows that, that McGee's a, a management ma- a master. He's, oh, yeah. he's, he just... Uh, Everyone bows down. He's the, the true special one. He's a genius. Uh, there was something you told me the other day about his uh, his tactical nuances. Aye, aye. I mean, it was uh, it was half time at the half time at the, the Aberdeen game, and um, rather than bother with like a like a half time team talk or uh, you know talking about maybe different strategy for the second half, he, he just he, he got a whiteboard and a marker, and he just he just thought he just wrote things like desire, winning. Um, accomplishment, and he just wrote yes and no below, and that was him. That was his half-time team talk, and at, at full time we would come in having secured the point. He just he just circled the word yes and says right, I'll see you Monday. And that was him off, jetted off back to the south, not to be seen again till Monday morning. So he, he's he's listen, he's got a big head, literally a big head, a big <laughs> ego, and he's, he's he's a wee bit cocky, um, but sometimes sometimes that works out. For you, and when it does, it goes well. But when it goes, if it goes pear shaped, then you're left with quite a bit of egg in your face. But uh, like I say already, I mean, he's he's, he's turned down four points um, from two games that 
you know, maybe certainly the Aberdeen game we were, I think we were unlucky not to take maybe the full three and, and that one at the weekend could have been a, if we'd played that sort of two, three months ago, we'd probably have lost that one, nothing. So early signs are good, but cautiously optimistic, I think. Good stuff. Well, back to that League Cup that nobody's interested in anymore. Celtic progress, Ross County progress, St Johnson progress, and, and finally people are realising St Johnson are a, a big team mm. uh, after humbling us. And Hibs against Dundee United is coming up this week. That's right, aye, so it is. Have they, have they drawn the next round yet? No, is that still... I'm not, I've not heard anything. I don't remember seeing it. No. Busted. One thing I was going to mention about the Hibs-Dundee United game I think the bookies have got it slightly wrong. Mm. Now, <laughs> whenever a punter says that, they're, they're normally in the wrong. But they've got Hibs at 11-8. to eight. It's at Easter Road. Yeah, listen, you see, if you follow McBookie on Twitter, and if, if people who are listening um, don't, then, then sort yourselves out. Follow McBookie on Twitter, because last week, they, I think it's probably last, maybe, maybe Wednesday, Thursday, they sent a tweet out saying, look, we've got Hibs priced at 2-1. to one to win this game next week and that was even before you know Dundee United got a got a result of the weekend so aye I mean it's it's obviously come down for that price last week but that's still that still seems like very very good value it's because if you look at the the form team there uh, Hibs the last oh, time they were beaten in the league was against Rangers way back yep. in August yep. they went on a, a brilliant run and then obviously beat Rangers at the weekend there so I've definitely I've got a fiver on on Hibs Aye, aye. There's, there's, not, there's nothing to suggest to me that Dundee United should be should be favourites for that game, given their, given their current plight. Aye. Right, so we'll move on to the, the games at the weekend, and we'll look at the, the Premiership games, and what we'll do is we'll copy sports scene, and we'll spend oh. the next 30 minutes <laughs> talking about Celtic and Aberdeen, <laughs> and ignore the rest of them. Spend uh, 15 minutes talking about the lineups, talking about the lineups for uh, Aberdeen Celtic, and Right, I've got a folk at the crowd and fancy dress. I've got a, a wee question, a wee quiz for you. Now, it's a, it's a bit of a shame that you're the only one here, Greg. So, <laughs> so the chances of you, ah, it's, it's all on you. The chances of you getting the, uh, winning the most points in this one question quiz is, is high since they're just right. one of you. Right. Be, be, before we start with Digger, I'm surprised. What do you get? You will, I will personally make you a cup of tea. Next time I see oh, you. Oh, that's, that's, that's all the incentive I need. All the incentive I need. Right. Now, did sports scene show... I've, I've timed this, okay? Did they show more <laughs> highlights in the Kilmarnock Motherwell game than the duration of the introduction of the programme? Uh, do, 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 I, I, can, I can answer that by saying the introduction to the programme was longer than the highlights of the Motherwell. The Come introduction on. is 36 seconds. I timed this on mm. the watch. And the Killy Motherwell game, which included a replay of the goal, <laughs> was 21 seconds. <laughs> Did it include shots of the mascots and fancy dress at the start as well? It's just a poor one, isn't it? I mean, uh, for a programme that lasts, I mean, what's it, half an hour or something? For 45 the, minutes. Oh, 45 minutes. Jeez, oh. For them to show... 20 seconds of highlights of one of only what five games, six games. It's, it's time, it's time it stops. The time it came in, and then it's appalling. Aye, I, I think there was more footage of the, the 1981 game 
Oh, Rangers. see that as well. What's the point of that? God, and they want to see that and go on YouTube and look at it. They don't need to go and watch sports scene. Jeez, it wasn't even that good a game. I don't know why they'd pick that. Garbage. Aye, Garbage. I did notice that they had square posts in that one. Mm, aye, the good old days. But um, <laughs> at some stage, I mean, we've, we've been pretty critical of, of sports scene <clears throat> on this podcast for at least the last couple of seasons, if not longer. And everything you read, like on Twitter or, or, or Facebook or whatever when the programme's on, it's just everybody absolutely slamming it. And someday the BBC at some stage has to sit up and, and say to themselves, hold on a minute, I think I think we've got this wrong. I think, I, I, yeah, I think we've, we've, we're pitching it at the wrong level because to a man, anybody you speak to these days is just telling you how poor sports scene is. And it's, it, whoever at the BBC come up with the idea of switching it away for a Saturday night and having limited highlights on it is it's just, they've, they've missed the point in the programme big time. They really have. Well, remember that it used to be on a Monday night. Because yeah. I thought there was a, an issue with the rights. I, this has gone back quite a few years, I might be wrong, but I, I'm sure that there was rights for the Saturday night and there was rights for the, the Monday. Mm. And nobody purchased the, the rights for the Saturday night whether they were priced out of the market or what, or they didn't want to go up against match of the day, I, I really don't know. But then it was on the Monday, and then, thankfully, they did move it forward to the Sunday. But even Sunday night, you're wanting to be watching Saturday night. And, or, and man, since I, I much prefer watching match of the day when I wake up with a wee bit of hangover Sunday morning. So that's yeah. ideal timing for me, not Sunday night. I, I don't like staying up too late, so I often have to tape it and then watch it on a Monday. It's just not... It's not Timed right for me. It's now I'm I'm now at the stage with sports scene where, unless there's absolutely nothing else on, and, and unless I'm doing absolutely nothing else, I, I'll watch it. In any other circumstances, I don't even bother because I tell you, on Saturday night, I can get I can get the highlights for the Motherwell game on Saturday night. They're always on YouTube on Saturday night on uh, on Motherwell's channel. I'd imagine most other clubs are in the same boat. So if you really wanted to go and search out the, the highlights for the day, you can get them online. The big plus of that is you get to watch the extended highlights online. You don't get any of Jonathan Sutherland's rubbish. You don't get blooming Billy Dodds sitting there telling you what you've just seen with your own eyes. You don't get Scott McDonald, who's like a, a personality vacuum, just sitting there sucking every ounce of energy at you. It's just there's no there's no place for it now on a Sunday night. It's not a destination programme anymore. It used to be on a Saturday because uh, you would maybe, if you'd been out of the pub or been at the game and went for a few beers, or you're in the house for a few beers, you're going to watch match of the day, stick sports scene on first, decent highlights, cut down on the, on the, on the, on the studio-based banter, and, and, and it's, I think it's back to having like a relevance in a place, because i tell you what I did Saturday night. At 10 o'clock Saturday night, I watched about 50 minutes of highlights of the Camarnock Motherwell game in BBC Alba. So if, if BBC Alba can show you 50 minutes of one game, how on earth can sports scene only show you 22 seconds of the same game? It's just beyond belief. Imagine sitting down, and that's that's going to be the highlight of the programme. You've maybe been to the, the game and you're thinking, like, I want to see this incident back again. Did this happen? Did that happen? You get slapped in the face with 21 seconds. i tell you the other thing I hate as well, the, 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 these things where they go to ground. Right, so they'll go to some ground, they'll have that bird on uh, some ground, wandering about, and they'll have like jaunty camera angles, and the camera, like, you know, straight, it'll be slightly tilted to the side. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like somebody's done it in a blooming 
a, a, a woman college project or something. <laughs> and then they'll, they'll go down there and show the highlights and the, and the like, funny camera angles and stuff. Right. And it's just like, just show us the game, you dicks. <laughs> they, they had three games quick fire, didn't they? They had, I think it was Inverness, Kelly, and maybe even the, the Hamilton St. Johnston. For some reason, they decided to just gloss over that as well. I forget that. The BBC live text describes St. Johnson as reminiscent of the 1970s Brazil, right? <laughs> and yet sports scene couldn't be bothered showing that. Well, you see, you, see, you know me, right? I'm, I'm getting to a certain age now, so see if I've maybe had a couple of cups of tea or whatever, maybe, maybe a can of beer. I'm needing the toilet, do you know what I mean? If you've had nipped out to go for a pee, I can buy there, love. I've missed three games worth. All I've got is Billy Dodd sitting there telling me about Something that's just happened, so aye, they're needing to, they're needing to have a word with themselves. It's just not, it's not cutting the mustard anymore. It's appalling. Aye, by looking at the the Celtic Aberdeen game, I watched it on the telebox live. Uh, I've got to mention the the goal by Griffiths, and in particular the the whole the the cross and the header, because one the cross, I've no idea how he managed to see. And decide to cross the ball. He was too deep. If yep. he, if he was replaying that again, I would shout at him and say, "You're too deep. Don't be daft crossing it for there. Nothing's going to come it." But obviously, he manages to put in a brilliant ball, and Griffiths guides it into the net. Does doesn't he just do what many strikers do and just and head it down or head it anywhere? He actually says, "Right, okay, there is a gap. I'm going to aim it right and sneak it yep. in the post." Yeah, that was really yep. good. Oh, great finish. It's um. If you watch it back, I mean Griffiths is probably second favourite to win to win that ball in the box. He's not the tallest of boys, and I mean Aberdeen have got reasonable height at the back, so uh, for him to get in between the two players and, and, and get his head in that and, and put it where he did, it's just it's just it's just a sign of a, a, like a love him or loathe him. Lee Griffiths is a as a twenty five thirty goals a season man in that Celtic side. He just does. He's just got that ability to knock balls and goals in for here, there and everywhere. And again, he's first scorer again on Saturday. And I think, see, if, I'd love to go back through the stats, but I think if you were sticking like a tenner on him every week to score first, I'd imagine you'd be sitting in a pretty healthy profit just now. Aye, that's him, uh, 11 goals for the season. <laughs> he got 11 goals for the season, it's barely in November. He's going to score an absolute bucket load. Aye. So for balance, I, I want to balance that brilliance up with uh, an idiot and an uh, idiotic challenge from Ash Taylor and Commons is, the cross comes in, I, I'm not sure if it was Griffiths that puts the cross in, right, and I was watching the game, the cross goes too long I'd actually, I, I can't remember what I did if I, if I leaned down to get, pick up my cup of tea or whatever because I thought the ball's gone too far Commons yep. is just going to run towards the corner and then the, the move will build up again, but the next thing I look up and it's a penalty, yeah. just stupid. I thought, I mean first at first a glance, I'd assumed that, uh, that Taylor had slipped because I thought there's no way he's there's no way he's making a tackle there. But when you see it in the replay, I mean he's he's comes to skip past him and he's just cleared them out. I've completely yeah. cleared them out, and you think it'd be kidding me, on, son. Stonewall penalty, but then it's not the first Stonewall penalty. A similar sort of challenge this week, as I'm sure we'll talk about later. Oh, I I think I think we will talk about that later. But aye, I think it was silly, and I think that I've seen somebody mention how it could possibly be in a red card. I think that would have been harsh, but I think the way he did go right through him. Just, what, for the tackle, you mean? The tackle, yes. Not for the, the fact it was a penalty, uh, the fact that he, he, he went right through him. I think he's I think he's low enough to the ground, um, probably for it, to, for it to be deemed as being not particularly reckless. 
um, had his had his feet been up a wee bit higher, then then I agree that just the momentum he's going in with, I think would have, um, I think could have resulted in a in a more severe punishment. But again, there's 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 there's, there's other tackles this weekend which um, some might argue could have resulted in a red card as well in the in the in the Hibs Rangers game as well, which were. Um, I think it was just a booking the boy got, but I mean, there's. I, I think when you're given a penalty like that, I think I think a penalty and a and a red card would be would have been over the top. And given, I think it was Willie Collum that was doing the game, wasn't it? Doing the Celtic game. It was I. I mean, that's if Willie Collum's no game, not given a red card. That's not a red card. <laughs> aye. Aye. So in in other games, uh, there's nothing we can talk about in the Kelly game because well, there was only 21 seconds worth. Uh, St Johnson already covered how they were as good as 1970s. <laughs> Aye, Hamilton, Hamilton seemed to have given up defending on Saturday. Some of the, some of the defending, some of the goals they were losing was just, it was, it was Keystone Cops type stuff. And I think, I mean, they got back in it with a, with a penalty and, a, and, and another goal. So, I mean, it made the, it made the result look semi, um, semi-respectable, but by all accounts, I think. St. Johnston absolutely hammered them. What was the, the incident in the Inverness game when the, when there was the what looked like a dive and then followed by another dive and then the, the penalty given? It was just it was embarrassing. I don't know why the the linesman is not getting involved in that. It's just the the penalty for Inverness. Aye, aye, it's, it's questionable. And I mean, you, you look at where he's standing and he must be he must be best placed to. Get his flag up or, or get involved in that, but I mean, I think it was was it was it the boy Christie that went down eventually. I can't remember exactly who it was. Whoever it was, I think it's been. I I, I don't know. I mean, there's. I think Dundee can can feel a wee bit aggrieved at the at that one going against them, but it's again that was. I think Dundee scored with penalties as well, didn't they? Aye, they did. Yeah, quite a few penalties this weekend. Quite a few yeah. given. So, aye. but again, I suppose. I suppose it's not a bad point for either of those sides. They were both of them hitting a wee bit of a shaky spell, so I'm sure they would. I'm sure both would have taken a point for that game. I thought it was good in the, the Partick Thistle Hearts game to see uh, an outfield player, Stevenson, oh, going oh, goals. Love it. I Absolutely love it. And uh, I'm not going to say he was unlucky because I think he was well beaten the penalty, but I think there was a bit of a touch. Aye. He must be kicking himself. Aye. It was a. Uh, it was a really good, it was a really good effort to get to it, and I think if you look at the reaction of the Thistle fans behind the goals, I think he's touched it as well because they they're already celebrate saving the penalty, even though they're blooming three nothing down at that point. But I mean, I think he was, uh, I think he was pretty close to keeping that out. But yeah, that's it's still, it doesn't happen much these days because uh, it's generally goalkeepers on the bench. But it's still my all-time favourite thing to see at a football as a as an outfield player. Um, in nets, it's absolutely brilliant. Jamie Jamie Dolan did it a couple of times for Motherwell. Stevie Kirk's done it in the past as well. Stevie Woods, who was Motherwell's backup goalkeeper, has actually played outfield for Motherwell in a, in a League Cup game years and years and years ago. When we, uh, I don't know, we must have we must have ran out of outfield substitutes or something, and he came on and played twenty minutes outfield. I think uh, Josh McGuinness was a a goalie, and I'm right. sure he turned up. For the the Northern Ireland squad, uh, he got picked as a goalie and he turned up without his gloves. <laughs> I'm sure something like that happened. And <laughs> that's just brilliant. I know definitely. I think he I think he started out as a keeper. I think that was his initial um, initial position, and then he's worked his and he's worked his way forward. Harry Kane was another one who went in goals. Right. Uh, 
and Tavernier was a, a goalie. I'm sure, like a long time ago. I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure a lot of these punters um, could probably have turned their hand to, to being a goalkeeper as well. Because I mean, if you're like I think like a Stevenson, is a reasonable size. Do you know what I mean? It's not mm. that difficult. I mean, everybody's played in goals if you've played five sides or sevens or whatever. I mean, everybody's a shot in goals. It's an easy position to play. <laughs> Just keep the ball away from the keeper. <laughs> uh, and then uh, the Dundee United Ross County games, uh, the only Premiership game I don't think we've discussed. Mm. Uh, I was going to comment on the the strip that's behind the, the goals that says the 12th man. It's been there for quite a while, if I remember right. But but what exactly are they saying there? Are they saying that the empty seats are the twelfth man? Because they can't be saying it's the fans because it's, there's no fans in that stand. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, th- I just wonder if it's some sort of advertisement or advert or so. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I I, I just I find that I'm not a big fan of these um, filling these stands with flags and all that. I know. I think Kamarnik do it as well. They've got a whole load of like advertising in one of their stands and um Dundee to do I think St Johnston well St Johnston years and years ago, St Johnston used to have a uh, like cardboard cutouts of supporters in, in one of the stands behind the goals, which I always thought was, was a guess who, wasn't it? Ah, it's incredibly bizarre. Um so they've done it as well, but I no, I don't I'm not a big fan of any of that. I mean it just distracts, just takes your eye away from what's happening in the pitch. So. Not a not a fan of that, but another terrible penalty in that game as well. Just a really another really soft one. Aye. So we'll we'll move on then to the the televised game. To be honest, right? Forget Celtic at Aberdeen. Forget title challenges in the the Premiership because that's not going to happen. The big game everybody was looking forward to was Hibs against Rangers, and I've I've got a confession to make that I actually had money on Hibs. What to win? I, it's maybe not the done thing, but I just thought to myself that the odds were too good. I got something like 2.6 for a win, a draw, no bet. So I thought, right, I'm going to get a wee bit of that. So if Rangers win, I'm going to be chuffed. If yep. Hibs win, I'm not going to be happy, but then at least I've got some winnings to collect. Yeah, yeah. I see when people say to me, oh, can you bet against your own team? Not really betting against my own team. What I'm doing this is an insurance bet in the in, in the in the inevitable situation where mother will do get beat. I can at least say, oh, at least I'm picking up twenty quid at the bookies. Do you know what I mean? It's just an insurance bet. Right. Give me every single time. I'd much rather lose my tenner bet and watch them win. So it's it's just a backup. It's not betting against your own side. I don't have a I don't have a big problem with that. To be honest, one thing I noticed, uh, and we we criticised sports scene earlier, but in the the highlights for the Hibs Rangers game, they showed you the team lineups and they persisted in showing Rangers lining up as a four four two. Now there's a lot of people assumed they were going to go four four two and Ball was going to be playing as a a sitting a holding midfielder. But it's quite clear to anybody that watched the game it was a a five three two a five three two <laughs> <laughs> Get your maths right here. This is this is because of you earlier, Frank. <laughs> your five three two one formation. You got me adding up. Is it right? Uh, five three two or three five two, depending on how you wanted to 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 describe it. But it's essentially the same thing, isn't it? But one thing it was, and it wasn't a four four two. 
So why did no. they do that? Why did they show that? It's it's as if they have not no watched any of the game. Oh, listen, it's lazy. I listen, it's, it's just another it's another example I think of the people who who work in that program not actually being football supporters or watching football or liking football or knowing anything about football. It's reflected in the in in, in the amateurish output that appears every every Saturday night. So I, I mean, it doesn't surprise me that they that they make they make basic mistakes. It doesn't surprise me that they get formations and stuff wrong. The more I think about it, it wasn't even a five-three-two. So I've just I've got it wrong as well. I <laughs> they should employ you just to come up with Aye. some random they formation. They had five at the back, sure right? And I just got confused after that. <laughs> aye. Anyway, aye. So the the penalty incident mm. in the box. Now, see when I seen it live, I didn't think it was a, a penalty. Mm-hmm. I thought he's definitely got the ball. See when I seen the replay, definite penalty. But I'm not going to complain too much because it had to take me two two watches to to see it. So well, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. I do. I, I think depending on the angle you see it at, it could be construed as being a tackle. But if you look at the the slow mo replay, which I think comes from the angle behind the linesman, it's really pretty clear cut that it's that it's apparently now how the linesman hasn't spotted that for me is is questionable. Because if you look at the referee, he delays the decision because he's looking at his linesman he's obviously looking for some sort of indication for a linesman as to whether or not there was a touch and um, I, I, for me it's a linesman he's he's not giving it and he's closest to the if you look at the reaction of the defender the first thing he does is sticks his arms in the air and looks at the referee which generally means it's a penalty but um, I think the fact he's moving away from goals it shouldn't. It shouldn't matter. But I think that's probably had some sort of bearing on whether or not it was given. I dare say, had they been going in the other direction, then they might have had more, more chance of getting yep. the penalty. One thing that it's easy. I criticise players a lot for their their attitude, but I did like Holt how he went down and got up and played on, mm-hmm. and that's just easy. thought, right, it's not yep. been given. There's no point in mumping and moaning about this. Play on. Now maybe if you want to have a moan about it later, but play on, play the hustle. Oh, definitely, definitely, especially the, the position where they were in the, they were in the park. There's nothing more infuriating than all of the players stopping and sticking their hands up and stopping playing. Meanwhile, the referee is no blowing his whistle. It's, it's crackers. It's the one thing that you're always taught when you're when you're learning to play football when you're young. And it's, people say play the whistle because there's no, I mean, there's no point. There's no point stopping and, compl- and complaining and claiming for things which you're clearly not going to get. The referee's still going to change his mind. So. Yeah, fair play to him for, for getting up and getting on with it. Yep. And my, my favourite footballer scored a, a beauty a goal. Oh, Cummins. Who, it's a mistake yep. by Wilson, yep. which which it was, but take nothing away for Cummins who had a, a beautiful strike for quite a distance out and keeper had no chance unfortunately. Yep. And then he goes away and does a silly celebration with his glasses <laughs> on, I don't know what's it. <laughs> Aye, it's uh, he's, he's one of these boys, isn't he? You just you hope that he just can't hope that he screws the nut a wee bit and calms himself down because he's, he's got the ability um, to be a cracking player. I mean, he's a decent player just now, but if he went and calmed himself down a wee bit and, and, and acted, acted a wee bit more mature than he, than he does at the moment, then he's he's the type of guy that could go on and do, and do real good things in the game. That, that, finishing, that finishing Sunday was, was a cracker. You wouldn't see a better finish than that all weekend. It was, it was like you said, it was tucked right into the corner, right into the side net. Keeper's getting no chance. Aye. It's for Philly, 22, 23 yards to his left foot. Great strike. So I've got a wee section of my notes here for Kung Fu. <laughs> Kicks, <laughs> obviously, ball needs a mention. 
mm-hmm. because he decides to, I don't know, do a kung fu kick. It must have been about stomach height. don't know yes. what he was up to there. Uh, that's, that's definitely up for debate as to whether that should be a red card or not. I think so, yep. I'd uh, say, because again, because it's one of the things that, if, <laughs> ironically enough, it's one of the things they did show on sports scene last night, uh, um, which I'm not sure they showed during the highlights, but they, they kind of showed it later on. And again, it's difficult when they slow these things down because it always looks 10 times worse. But yeah, given given the height that his foot was at, um, and I think he's maybe he's maybe just got the ball as well, but it's, it's, that's a reckless one. Yep. That's, the referee sees that, you could well be walking. And then the other Kung Fu kick was Fivey on Mackay. Uh, Fivey, Mackay was dribbling and he, the ball did dribble a little bit too far ahead of him and Fivey decided to take a run and jump at it and 100% won the ball. I think Mackay went down. I don't think he was hurt by any stretch, but I think personally, I think that it was straight leg stud showing. I think yep. it was dangerous. And yep. for that reason, I... I think it's a, a red card. Aye, uh, aye, I, I, I agree with you. I think I think a lot of the, the a lot of the things to quote now is 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 a reckless challenge. You did it doesn't the days where you used to say, oh, but he got the ball. That's kind of yeah. out the window now. If, yeah. if the referee deems that to be a reckless challenge, which is going to potentially cause real real damage, which that one was, because I mean he's got the ball, but he's pretty high up in the ball. Yeah, then that's I, I agree with you. I think he's I think he could have seen. Red for that one as well, but maybe, but then maybe that's the way that the referee was deciding to referee the game. Maybe he doesn't want to start flashing red cards a bit as well, which again, I don't want to criticise too much either because I think sometimes there's too many referees that are too that are too quick to reach for the pocket and start flashing red cards and, and ruin what by all accounts was a pretty good game. I think that, and he should he should come and sense straight after it when Waghorn goes up and stupidly shoves Fivey in the back. Don't know yep. why he's doing that. Yeah, he could be upset because his pal almost got injured, but you can't be doing that. And then five shoves him about three times or, or or whatever. I think the the referee was good to take that. And I've always said that if there's any violence on the pitch, then you have to be sent off. But I don't know. In that instance, it was shoving. There was a lot Aye. of anger in their faces. But I don't think. I suppose a shove is violence. But I, I, in terms of if there's a scale of violence, it's pretty yeah. low down. I, I look at it from a point of view of saying, well, is somebody going to get seriously hurt? And in that instance, it's not somebody getting shoved in the back, it's somebody else getting shoved in the chest. Do you know what I mean? It's, right. it's things that you see in every amateur game of football, every pitch up and down the country. And it's just, it's not looking at the ramifications of flashing red cards and players missing games and all the rest. Of it. it just doesn't warrant, the, the punishment doesn't warrant the crime. So again, I think the referee's got to take a bit of credit for just calming it down as well because you've got to remember it is a big game I and mean, it's a top of the table clash motions running high Hibs 2-1 up do you know what I mean it's, it's, you've got to take all that into account I think he's uh, I think he's done the right thing had it maybe been another referee let's say had it been a Willie Collum in charge of that game I think you could I think you'd have been looking at a couple of red cards at yep. least I uh, so well, people will, will debate whether uh, Rangers were the better team, whether Hibs were the better team, but then the day Hibs won, and that's mm-hmm. them clawed that back five points, so the the title race is back on in the championship. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of I don't like I don't like describing games as must win games at the at the start of November, but I think for Hibs had they had they failed to pick up the three points there, then that that gap starts to look like it's it's not something they're going to be able to claw back easily. Certainly they're going to be able to clock back themselves 
Um, so I think it's it's important that they've they've kept it to five points, and then it, I mean it gives them it gives them that wee bit of hope that they can maybe you know, keep on picking up points. But again, that it relies on Rangers dropping points. And at the moment, it doesn't look as though that's likely to happen on a regular basis. I mean, if, if, like you're saying, on, on Sunday they played well on Sunday. They couldn't really fault um, their approach to the game. It's just one of these games that they, you know, what I mean, they just they, a crack and goal for Hibs and then. Uh, just wasn't enough to get to go over the line, but I don't see I don't see them stuttering too much against too many other sides in that league. So again, it's it's, it's going to come down to the remaining games between between the uh, Hibs and Rangers. I would have thought. I, I would have thought that yeah, but then if you take what Alan Stubbs says, and he says yeah, Rangers have had a remarkable start to the season, but when you consider the Hibs are only five points behind, they've done well themselves. If you stretch that even further. I don't want to go on about this all day, but if you stretch that further, you've got to look at Falkirk, who are only four points behind Hibs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, no, it's a, it's a long point. way to go, and uh, I think Falkirk have looked good from what I've seen. Hibs look, Hibs look the, the the form team. They they look the better side uh, after the the couple of games that we played at the start of the season when we humped them at their gaff, Aye. and then the the, uh, the game at Ibrox even when when Rangers won. I think the Hibs have looked the best team in the league, but Falkirk are sniffing about Wraith Rovers as well. Hopefully it's a, an exciting league. I don't think anybody Aye. wants to win it by a canter. Obviously they want to win it and they want to be promoted, but winning it by 20 points and nah. Aye, no, I mean, I think just be 19 points out of me. From a neutral's point of view, everybody obviously is hoping Rangers drop some more points because then it, does, it, makes, it makes for a really interesting um your championship battles. It looks like the Premier League is just going to go the way that it's gone for the last up ten years as well. So I mean, I think everybody's clamouring for some sort of league they can look at and see, you know, what a good, what a good competition we've got. Uh, if the championship brings that, then then that provides a wee bit more interest in the in the game in general, doesn't it? Because I mean, it would be really good if if, if, if you know, like the Hibs or like I said, maybe Falkirk could, could take it down to the last uh, four or five games of the season because there's so much at stake getting that automatic. Uh, promotion place, you know, it's it's, yep. it's it's going to be such a massive bonus doing that as opposed to finishing in the in the playoff places and the number of games you've potentially got to play to, to get up into the league. But I, would, I mean, at this stage, I would I would imagine Rangers and yeah, if Hibs finish the playoff place, I would I would. It looks like the Hibs are strong enough to come up uh, this season as well. So I'd imagine both yep, those so far. I agree. Over a line. Uh, so uh, Chris isn't on. Right, but we don't want to forget about Celtic. Mm. Don't want to forget about them, and they're playing on Thursday night mm-hmm. this coming week. Uh, now, for for a long time now, I don't want to say exactly how many years, decades has been this. Remember, remember the fifth of November. But Celtic have decided that that's not that's not right, and they've switched it to be remember, remember the fourth of November. So yep. if anyone's gone out. Yep. With a uh, penny for the for the guy, then go out on the fourth. <laughs> it's not the fifth. No, rewritten history. Aye, yep. No fun here. Nothing to see here. Aye, <laughs> but aye, it's on at six o'clock, which would uh, when it finished, it would clash with the the fireworks. Yeah. So, yeah. Perhaps it was just unfortunate that it had to be done. But aye, the, all the kids, the kids were were right up for it for Thursday night as well. Yeah, that's the, the fireworks, not the football. Garbage. And, I mean, Thursday night's bonfire night. You get your sparklers ready. You're already going to watch the fireworks. Aye, and, no, no aye. fun here, I'm afraid. You get all excited at the thought of 
burning a guy on a <laughs> big fire. <laughs> Chucking some aerosols onto a bonfire. Aye, oh, good old days. That's it, aye, aye. Oh, well, that's Wednesday night. It's just not the same. But aye, that's six o'clock kickoff. That's a that's a funny time, isn't it? That's an early I one. That's a... I don't like this. They they just are trying to squeeze everything out of this single night, this Thursday night. It's just I don't know. There's lots of people who won't be able to make it back for work. Oh. Time. How are you going to make it to the football? Never mind watching the telly. It's... I tell you, man. All those, all those, um, all those local fans that they've got for like places like Dundee and Aberdeen. I mean, how are they supposed to finish their working and get to their local ground in time for a six o'clock kickoff? I know. It's just preposterous. I know. Aye. I'm not thinking about the common fan again. You know, shocking. But then this is Dyla's third big match and he's managed to, to handle the, the first two in that treble which is Hearts and Aberdeen so well we might see the, the Ronnie Roar if he can be bothered doing it because he did say that he, he doesn't like doing it at home because there's, he needs to walk around the whole stadium he much prefers to just go to one stand I, I think he's I think he's made a bit of a road for his own back with this Ronnie Roar thing I was always a wee bit I was a wee bit suspect at the start of the season when he when he was sort of saying he was going to come out and do it every game, or certainly every game they've won. Because I think, you know, you're, 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 you're creating a situation for yourself there. I saw, them, I saw him come out and do it at uh, Fir Park a couple of weeks ago, and I just an appalling game. I mean, Celtic weren't even very good. They limped past us, won nothing. And just when he's out at the end, and he's, oh, yo, you're like that. Case a break, mate. You've only won one nothing. And your team were rank. Surely the fans are not fooled by this Ronnie Roar. Surely they're wise enough to be like, wait a minute, mate, this is the... Do you know what I mean? See when, um, uh, was it Mourinho? It, w- it was Mourinho, was it against Barcelona, right? And he does the big knee slide. Right? Yeah. And it's su- see when he yeah. does that, see when you've got managers who just get so excited, right? They just can't, they can't, they can't hold it in. Then, fair enough, go for it, knock yourself out. But see when you've got a guy who's walking stone-faced, up to the crowd and then suddenly turns on the, the roar and then and walks away stone-faced again. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of these organised no. celebrations. It's, like got to, it's got to be spontaneous. If, if it's not spontaneous, if it's something that you've thought about beforehand or if it's something even worse you've said you're going to do every game, you're just like, he's a prick, do you know what I mean? Aye. It means nothing yeah. at that point because you're like, well, he's doing it every week. He's doing it every week and Mother will win nothing. Do you know what I mean? So, <clears throat> but I like to say, I'm interested on Thursday. I'm not sure. I'm not sure about a crowd they're going to get there as well because there's that aspect of it as well. Is so you really going to come out in front of what, 22,000 and give it the Ronnie Roar? The place is half empty. <laughs> so, big game for them, right enough, though, Thursday, I think, given given the prior results, he's, they're obviously going to have to, going to, have to turn on the um, turn on the display a wee bit on Thursday and try and get a, try and get a win. But as I said, they've proved. I mean, they're not. They're certainly no pushovers. So it's yeah, it's just another it's another giant game for them. It really is. See, I'm, I live in Stirling and uh, we've managed to retain our remember remember the fifth of November. <laughs> so I, I might not get to watch it. But if it wasn't for that, I probably would. I do Aye. enjoy Aye. watching the Scottish teams in Europe. See how yep. they get on. Yep. Yeah. No, I think it'll be a, be a really interesting game to see what. Um, Interesting to see what Mulder do, given where they are in that league, you might find they come out and have a come out and have a right go, which um might put Celtic in the back foot a wee bit. So I it'll be it'll be interesting because it's kinda it's at the stage now for Celtic it's really again, I don't like using the term, but it's bordering on being a you know, being a being a game where they really need to pick up points. So um yep, I'm sure everybody will be watching my interest in that Thursday. 
McBookie, I've got Celtic 8-13, to the draw 16-5 to and Mulder at 92. Yeah, I mean, 92 for, for Mulder for me, that's, again, that's a price that you can't ignore. Yep. You just can't ignore that, given, given what they did to him at their place. I, 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 you know. That or something like a double chance or a draw no bet. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Right, we'll move on to do the predictions, Greg, and then once we've mm. done the predictions, we'll get the charity bet done and dusted. Right, so the first match I'm going to ask you to predict is Aberdeen against Dundee United. Hmm. Rubbish against rubbish. Yeah, it's a bit, isn't it? I don't, I'm not convinced Dundee United have, have turned the corner. Um, they looked a wee bit fortuitous on, well, again, it's, it's hard to tell from what you've seen in Ireland. They looked a bit fortuitous on the, the weekend to get points. But the same token, Aberdeen, Again, there's nothing in that that Celtic performance that, that's leading me to think that Aberdeen have turned the corner either. So I'm not sure what the head-to-head record's like between these two. I, I, I'm probably going to sit in the fence here. I don't think there'll be a lot of goals in it because I don't think either side are playing well. I might. I'm tempted to go for a nothing each. Nothing each. Hmm. See, so, yeah, I keep looking at Aberdeen and I just, I just, I scratch my head. I'm not really sure what's going on. Uh, there, I heard that there's rumours that McInnes is uh, maybe romancing mm. an individual. Maybe not say any more than that, but I don't know. I just I can't I can't explain it. I, I don't think anyone can really explain what's happened there. So yeah. I, I do expect them to turn the corner at some point, and against Dundee United is a, a perfect opportunity. Uh, I think I'm going to go for two 0 mm-hmm. Okay. Next one up, Dundee against Partick Thistle. Mm. Again. Partick Thistle looked as though they'd picked up a wee bit in recent weeks, but then that humbling at the hands of uh, at the hands of Hearts and, and Saturday tends to tends to suggest it's it's maybe not um, it's maybe not all it was cracked up to be. Dundee as well aren't exactly setting the setting the heather alight at the moment, but you would fancy that home advantage might be enough just to tip it in Dundee's favour. So yeah, I'm going to go two one two one Dundee. Two one, I think I'm going to go two one as well. That's my that's my new uh, favourite scoreline in the predictor, Greg, because so often two one comes up. So I, I tend to stick with that. And I don't know if I told you this, but I'm a bit of an expert at the predictor nowadays. Oh, really? Because that weekend there, I managed to amass zero points. <laughs> It's a strategy that's clearly paying dividends at this early stage. You should be worried that I've went for the same scoreline as you for that game. Yeah, putting a kibosh on it. <laughs> right, next, next one up is Hearts against Hamilton. Home win. Straight home win. Hearts stuttered a wee bit a few weeks ago, but again, they look as though they're picking up. Hamilton's, I say, at the weekend, for just some of the defending was, was just beyond belief. Uh, Hamilton have always got the possibility of nicking a goal. Though. I mean, they've, they've, they've got players in there that can maybe score, but Hearts, for me, will be too strong. 3-1, 3-1 Hearts. You're kidding me. No, this no, isn't right. Don't no. tell me that's what you've got. No. I, I wish you could see the bit. I've wrote down 3-1 before you said that. No. no I'm, sticking with, I'm sticking with 3-1. Aye. But I had that down. Right, I'm going to predict the next one, right? Mm. Motherwell against Inverness. Mm. I'm going to go for one apiece. <sighs> score draw. Nah, score draw is not, it's not a bad shout in that game. Again, I think both teams might be reasonably happy a point for that game but uh, I think every day at Motherwell's looking for a 
looking for a continuation of what's been a, a decent couple of games. This is, I mean, we've come away from two tough away games. This is us at home now. Our record against Inverness is reasonably good. I think Inverness also had, did they have somebody sent off at the weekend as well? I think somebody was sent off. Um, I'm going to go for a home win. Home win? I'm going to go one nothing though, because we don't, we don't, they're still not scoring that many goals. So I think, we, again, I think it could be a season of Motherwell maybe just scraping wins here and there. So yeah, one nothing well. Next one up is St. Johnson Kilmarnock, and I'll go first again here. I'm going to go for 2-1 to St. Johnson. Do you know, this, this This has to be a home win, given St. Johnson's forum, but like I was saying earlier on, this, just every weekend there seems to be a freak result kicked up, and I just wonder whether this might be the one, this might be the, the strange one that, that, gets, that gets flagged up this weekend, because, I mean, Kilmarnock were... I think they were all right on Saturday. I mean, they, they created two or three decent chances. I, 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 guys like Higginbotham and McGuinness and McGuinness in the side, they're always going to give you a, give you a bit of a threat. St. Johnson maybe scored their goals at the weekend. Oh, everything points at a home win. So, I mean, if, if, if they're being sensible, I am going to, it's, it's, it's probably 2 nothing St. Johnson. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't discount Kilmarnock. Um, Pulling something at the back here either, and at four to one, come on, like a four to one again. That's that's probably a price that's worth a couple of quid. Ah, it's a bit a bit too high. And then that's the games on Saturday, and then on Sunday on BT Sport Two, Ross County versus Celtic, a half mm. three kickoff. This should be a good one. Yeah, should be a good one. Uh, apart from Ross County there at the weekend, they've been doing really well this season, punching above their weight, surprising many. Uh, although I did see was it McBookie talking about uh, how they were being tipped to to finish uh, top out with Celtic before the season started, uh, perhaps as a each way shout, but I thought that that was bold. Yeah. But then so far they, they've done well. I think Celtic will have too much for Ross County, but I don't think it's going to be a humping by any stretch because that's a, a bit of a, a travel. I'm going to go zero one. Right, I, 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 I've got a feeling there'll be goals in this. I think this is a game that could throw up um, quite a few goals. Ross County at home are a, are a completely different beast to, to Ross County in the road. and A disappointing result against United on Saturday, but again, it falls into that freak result. But I, I don't see it being repeated again. Celtic in the road have been less than convincing. I saw them at Fir Park and they just looked a bit lacklustre and a bit tired. I've seen countless better Celtic sides over the season, so... I'm going to go for a two-each score draw here. I think there's I think there's goals in this one. Two-each. Right, OK. Now, throughout all these scores, I'm trying to keep an eye on something that is going to jump out for the charity bet. Mm. And something I'd written down prior to the, the recording of the podcast was Hearts as a potential bet. Yep. Because yep. they're 19-20 to 20 yep. at home. Yep, that's exactly what I was going to say. Looking at looking at the price for Hearts, I'm, I'm stunned. That, mm-hmm. That's what you're getting in them being the home side, um, especially given Hamilton's performance at the weekend. I mean, Hamilton are twenty-seven to ten. I mean, that's you know. Um, so I, I'd, I'd be happy to go with Hearts for that one. A nice even money shout. Yep. Now, I was also looking at St. Johnson at home. Now it's not 
it's not overly ambitious, but see if we just went for a Hearts 19-20 in a St Johnson 4-6, £10 on that returns £32.50. And see if Chris returns from his holiday and John returns from his skiving and Andy gets his day allowance up, see if they return and they hear that we've managed to add, well, it would be £22.50 because we don't get the stake back. But see if they hear that, they'll be thinking that, that we're pretty good at this malarkey. Yeah, they'll be, they'll be under a bit of pressure. They will be. Weeks uh, coming by. I mean, as it's, like I was saying before, both those both those games look like surefire home wins. So yeah, that, that I mean that would be, I mean that would be a, a hopefully a reasonably safe bet. You want to look elsewhere? Yeah, United away at Brecon, just about even money. See, it's difficult. It's difficult because uh, there's hubs away to St Mirren because St Mirren are having a torrid time of it and then Habs are are flying but the thing that that gets me about that is I'm not sure how Wednesday night's going to go against Dundee United but I think that that's that's worth a shout and and possibly worth bearing in mind as well for for scorer for Cummings Aye, that that could be a that could be a bit I I mean I'm happy to go with a double I'm happy to go with that because, like you say, even if it adds another 20 quid into the pot, it's fine. It's good. Right, we'll go with that then. Yep. That double. So, as I say, Hearts 19 to 20 and St Johnson 46, £10 returns, £32.50 at McBookie. And if you have no signed up for McBookie, then this is me telling you that you have to, <laughs> or else we'll get JB to come round and chap your door and he'll talk to you about Aberdeen. For an hour, <laughs> Aberdeen formations through the through the nineties. that's a threat. Just looking at, um, you know, it's funny. You and I both picked three one hearts, fifteen to one and three one. Well, just we, saying. Do we want to get a wee bit? Well, I think three one's getting a bit too greedy, and you know me, Greg DGG. Oh, aye, aye, aye. But what about what about a, a market that you'll be into the handicap market? <laughs> I don't think you can say that anymore. I don't think that's on. <laughs> Five to two for Hearts minus one. Aye. Now that's yeah. so that's not getting too greedy. Yep. Yep. No, that is that's that's that. That seems like a reasonable price. Um, so that yeah. would that would re- so a ten pound on the St Johnson and Hearts minus one would return fifty eight pound thirty three. Or are we getting too greedy? Let's stick with a simple one. Let's get a return. Right. And then we can maybe we can maybe roll the dice with a first scorer. Right, okay. Right, aye. We'll keep it because see nineteen to twenty is decent anyway. Oh aye, 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 that's, that's, that's thirty two pound fifty for McBookie. Right. What about the first scorer? <sighs> I see I don't know who they've been picking. Um picking recently. So I mean you've already mentioned Cummins. Mm-hmm. Cummins is, is somebody that I'd be keen to, to go just He's just he's got five and five or something silly like that. He's he's doing really well. I'm just wondering who else likes a Falkirk. See, the trouble is, I, I honestly couldn't tell you who's starting for these sides. Now, one that I was thinking of, and I'm not sure what the odds are going to be like, is Waghorn for Rangers because Rangers are playing against Aloha and I expect there to be plenty of goals, right? Because Aloha are rank, mm-hmm. and Waghorn takes the the penalties. Right. And he's not scored for three games, I think. And Waghorn's on a silly amount of goals. Right. It could even be 15 goals already this season. Uh, but the odds won't be brilliant. No, I was going to say you'll get better odds with Cummins. 
But then Leghorn's maybe a safer bet. But then we've taken a pretty safe one with the, with the double, so I think we can afford to we can afford to maybe push it out and, and go for somebody like Cummins away at St Mirren. Because like I say, St Mirren are absolute pony at the moment. Could put a bet on Oxley. The Hibs, he's got previous, he scored last season. I'm sure they will get good odds on him. Yeah, I'm sure that'll be through the roof. <laughs> the, the problem is, the problem is you don't really see the odds at the moment, so it's kind of that would really drive what the pick was to be honest. And because you can't see the odds, then it's it's kind of difficult to make a. You're right. To make right. A call on it. I think a safer one is Wycorn, but Cummings was was Cummings was the one I've been thinking about all day. Yeah, Wycorn. I don't think you're going to get much better than two to one, three to one maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Probably as bad as that. I think the runnies on might help, but mm. what? Well, I don't. I, I would be guessing. Right. I would be guessing other teams. So I go for go for Wycorn if you like. You know that if Cummings scores, then I'm going to feel guilty. Well, the problem is that's a very second week in the trial that we've mentioned Cummings. Right. Okay. So we're going to go with Cummings then. Right. Or how about I toss a coin? Aye. Do that. Right. Okay. Right. Wait then. Wait then. I'll spin it right. Right. You call it. Heads, Cummins. It's tails. It's oh, Wycorn. Right, Wycorn. Right, that's what we're going yeah, for. That's good. That'll be good. Like I say, even if you're getting 2-1 in that, that's fine. That's another 20 quid. Right, that's what I'll do. £10 on that. And those two £10 bets are courtesy of McBookie. The good guys at McBookie like to help out charity. Uh, I, I can't say enough about them. They're £5 offer that they do most weeks Brilliant. for existing customers. It's much better than other companies who just seem to focus on the new customers and then forget all about the, the loyalty. Yeah. So they're yep. good. Go on there, get signed up for an account, get them followed on Twitter. The Twitter account's really good. They get back to you more or less straight away with any queries. Yep. So, yep, great. One, one issue, though, is it's only Scottish customers. Aye. That's Aye. it. So all our worldwide listeners, sorry, all those thousands out in the out in the, uh, the the fjords of Norway and all that. It's not good for you, my friend. Well, Greg, I, I got an email from a guy in Bangkok. <laughs> and it, for it, the first time. It wasn't <laughs> one of those emails pie. for a change. <laughs> Plenty of pictures of it. Aye, so he was saying that he listens. Oh, so good. that was good. I was... I, oh, I can't find his email, so I'm sorry. I'm sorry for forgetting oh, your, man, your name. Last that's, time he's emailing you. See the other I, thing with McBookie? Uh, Stuart McBookie. Johnson. Stuart, Stuart Johnson, Johnson, that's who what? it is. Thanks for listening. It's the work guy called Stuart Johnson. Well, it, it's the same. It says, greetings from sunny it's Bangkok. It could be Bangkok. I'm not sure. <laughs> you might have just made a, a typo. Aye, the other thing I was going to say about McBookie as well, uh, they've, got the, they've got a cash-out option now on their, uh, on their website and stuff. So, always handy. When you've got all these bets that are winning at half time, like me. Or losing and you want to cut your losses. Correct. Get £1.70 back for your tenner. Yep. <laughs> right, Greg. Well, thanks for coming on. Thanks well, for well, the old school podcast. Got no G. <laughs> it's been good. Uh, and, well, I'm going to be back hosting next week. Are you? Aye. I'm telling you. Wait until I'm going to check the stats and see if the, the listenership goes up. Then I'm going to have to speak to Chris. Like the Godfather, man, you thought they were out and have dragged you back in. Aye, that's it. The, the listeners have missed my boring voice <laughs> and my incessant chat about Rangers. But I didn't mention pies this week, but I'll save that for next week. Because oh, I've got Rangers against Aloha on Saturday, so I'll make sure I have a pie and then I can report back. Or a gourmet hot dog. One or <laughs> 
Right, but thanks again for coming on and speak speak to somebody next week. I don't know if that's <laughs> going to be Andy, John, you, or, or something. It'll not be me. I'm not coming back on. That's me. I've made my appearance right, for your season. Aye. Right, cheers. See you. Cheers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.